Okay, so today's learning is Le'ilu Nishmat Rinisim Chai Ben Rabbi Yaakov. He's Nisham Shem Naliyah, an elevation, Fam Shem Naliyah Nachas. From all the brachas and all the mitzvahs and all the Torah learning and everything that we do in memory of our beloved Nisim. So, um, the dilemma of the week is a case of, of inheritance. There was a, a man who had a couple of sons and a daughter. The daughter lived overseas. And he, he had stipulated in his will that uh, the way he's dividing up his estate, one of the things he wrote was that he, all of the house furniture, the, the furnishings in the house, are going to go to his daughter. That was, that was just one of the things in, in the will. And, um, but she lived overseas. And so he, he spoke to her and he spoke to the family and he said, because she lives overseas, I know that, you know, the furnishings, I want her to have them. I think, I think she would appreciate them more, more than anyone else. But um, shipping is going to be expensive. So the father sent her $5,000 to cover the shipping expenses when the time comes for shipping the furniture to, to her country because she's overseas. Uh, soon after this, the father does indeed pass away. Meanwhile, when she received the $5,000 and she understood what it was for, it was for shipping the, the furniture, but she had a more immediate need for the $5,000, and that was to redo her kitchen. That uh, f- f- had needed an upgrade, and she didn't have the, the spare cash, and so she thought, okay, this, this, this is my opportunity, and so she, she did up her kitchen with the money. And when the time came to actually execute the will and this uh, the furnishings in the, of the house the, all the furniture was for her so she told her brothers I don't really need the furnishings I, my, my, my house is furnished fine I don't need old furniture um, do it whatever you want you can have it or you can throw it or whatever you yeah. want so the brothers said fine but you got the 5,000 yeah that, that 5,000 was for shipping the furniture if you don't want to ship the furniture, so then the 5000 goes back into the pot to be divided up as a, as, a, as a part of the inheritance. Yeah? Was she going to nope. get part of the inheritance besides that? That, 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 was, that was separate. The, the inheritance, that, that was a separate discussion, what, what else is going in the inheritance. But speci- it was specific, the furniture is going to her, and $5,000 for shipping it. No. It doesn't go back into the pot. Because it's part of one gift. It's part of one gift. The gift was shipping and furniture. And she didn't want part of the gift. Well, I think the, the reality is, is that to take last week's dilemma, the father gave her much money, 5,000 bucks, right? which was not on any tonight, probably not a valid tonight. And the Yerusha was the Yerusha conversation for now. Okay, well, well, there's the question. Is, was there a tonight? It was very clear that what the $5,000 was for. It was for shipping the furniture. What if shipping would have cost her 4000 Should we have to give back the other 1000 Interesting question. Or she says, you know what? I want half the furniture. I don't want all of it. And the shipping on that's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair question. So so the question here is, is this... Is this a, a conditional gift that you have to use it for its purpose and if you don't need it for that purpose then it, it returns or is it a gift like any other gift that I can do whatever I want if she, if she got the furniture and sold the furniture she could do that so she got the 5000 and she bought a new kitchen is, is, is that alright? 
So we have another question, right? It says that even if the father gave the gift in the right, once he passes away, does the Yerusha have a claim on that conversation anyway? Because it was given before. It was given before. So now you're actually saying that the Yorushim, the people that have inherited, can go back to people and have these conversations about well, old, old discussions. Well, certainly, any money that was owing to the father can be called upon by the by by the inheritors, and so here as well, if that that money was questionable, whether it should be in the hands of the daughter, should it should go back. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying it should all be split. The furniture is, is now a part of the estate, and the five thousand dollars should also be a part of the estate. <laughs> the five thousand dollars is never really part of the estate; it's a right? Right, but if it, if it, if it was a conditional gift that needs to be returned, so then it belongs back to the father. It never never really went to the daughter if she's not using it for its its, its stated purpose. The mistake was the father. Maybe he could have made it clearer, or give the five thousand. They're kind of going off one of the other previous ones, like it's ownerless in a way. It's ownerless because it's conditional. It's not conditional on what words or you have a lawyer. I'm I'm sending you the five thousand dollars to ship the goods. That's what I'm saying. As they can say that in many cases in life, whether someone ends up doing that or not is comes to almost like godly of what happens next day. So I'll give you a a similar scenario that happened uh, about a hundred years ago. Uh, and how that was dealt with. There was, um, in, in, back when Jews lived under the, the Tsarist and the Russian rule, so one of the biggest fears would be to be conscripted to the army. Conscription didn't mean going for a year or so. It meant that the rest of your life you'd be in the army, you'd be separated from your family, couldn't keep any Yiddishkeit. It was, it was one of the worst things to be conscripted. And, and it was forced conscription of you know, teenage kids. So the best way to get out of it would be if you had a, a letter of exemption, that said that you, for some reason, whether it be medical reasons or, or, or uh, your family situation, if you had an exemption letter, that would get you out of the army. And so there was this, uh, a case where there was, was... And these letters were transferable. It wasn't like today where everyone has the sort of ID and photo ID and everything. Like, it was, it was a letter that said that the bearer of this letter is, you know, like... It, it, it was a little bit more transferable. So it was actually worth money. You could sell. There was a black market for, for such a letter. It would exempt you for... For going in the army, so in a particular family, there was there, there was a, a, a guy, a, a man who had such a letter, and he wanted to bequeath it to his son. He'd used it, and he wanted to bequeath it to his son. He had several sons. His youngest son, who was still of uh, age of conscription, he said, "I'm, I'm going to, I want to give this to you." So, um, so he did. The man passed away, uh, but and 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 this conscription letter went to this, his youngest son. It came time for him to use it. But he made a bit of a calculation. He said, I've got other means I might be able to get out of army service. If I do, I'll be able to sell this conscription, uh, this exemption letter. Not only that, but it happened to be that at that time the laws had just changed, that these conscription letters, these exemption letters are no longer valid, meaning from now on they will be honoured, the old ones, until the date of, of the, you know, the law changing are still honoured, but from now on we're not doing that anymore. So such a letter has just shot up in, in price. So he managed to get out of the army service himself through other, other means, and he's got this, this uh, exemption letter, which he wants to then sell, and, uh, and he does. He sells it for a, for a great price. The brothers hear about this and say, hang on a minute. 
Our father bequeathed to you the letter to get you out of army service. If you're not using it for that purpose, so then it belongs to all of us. It's part of the estate for all of us. And the, and the huge amount of money that it was worth now actually should be split by the brothers. <laughs> right. So this, letter, this, this question was brought before one of the great geniuses of, of that time, of 100 years ago. Um, he was known as the Rogachava Gon. The Rogachava Rav Yosef Rosen um, was from Dvinsk um, in Latvia. And he was, he was a genius of huge proportions. Somebody who met him said that he was like five Einsteins. Like, like it was really like out of this world type of genius. And um, his, he, was extre- he was extremely quick. He was he was uh, he di- he, di- he didn't have patience for uh, fools. He was he was he was very on, on the ball, and the way he operated was any any case anything that came up he could quote a Gemara, a, a, a Talmudic precedent for it, and straight away. So when this question was brought to him, he opened a Gemara with the the young man, the youngest son, who was who was being told that he has to give up his uh, earnings, and he said, "Let's learn this Gemara together." Now. We're going to learn it now. This Gemara, it, it, you have to hold, hold, hold cop, as they say, hold your head tight because it's a, it's a lot of details. It's a Mishnah in Tractate Nazir that says the following: If a woman makes an oath to become a Nazir, which we are going into the details, but what it means is that that she's going to have to do certain practices as well as bring a sacrifice to the temple. So a woman made an oath that involved bringing a sacrifice to the temple. And she also separated an animal that would be the sacrifice in the temple from, from the herd. In, in, it, she she separ- separated an animal and said, this animal is going to be the sacrifice, right? Now, in the laws of oaths, it says that a husband is able to nullify an oath that his wife makes. She makes an oath to do something. He can say, I don't think you should do that. I nullify that oath so you don't, you don't keep it. In this case, the woman had made the oath that involves bringing this sacrifice. She'd separated the animal to be the sacrifice. The husband heard about it and said, I don't want you doing that oath. I nullify the sacrifice. I nullify the oath. The oath is gone. Now we've got a problem. Our problem is this. She separated an animal to be a sacrifice. Once an animal has been separated, delineated as a sacrifice, it has a certain holiness about it. But she's no longer obligated in bringing a sacrifice because her, her oath has been nullified. You cannot bring an animal for no reason. This animal was set aside as a particular sacrifice, but the sacrifice doesn't apply anymore. What do we do with the animal? It's a holy animal, but it can't be brought as a sacrifice. So what do we do? So, says the, the, the Talmud, it depends whose animal this was in the first place. If this animal belonged to the husband, if it was from his flock, so then the animal is free to go. It's not holy at all. It's lost its holiness it's, after he nullified it. He nullified the, the, the oath, yeah. and it's completely lost. Whereas if it's her yeah. animal in the first place, then the holiness remains on this animal, and it has to just be separated until it dies. You can't utilize it, you can't eat it, you can't, you can't bring it as a sacrifice, you just have to separate it, and, and it can't has really to die as a whole. You can't have a bit of benefit from it. And does he have to pay her for it, if it was hers? No. So, no. so that means because the owner separated it, that we're saying? The owner gave it that because the owner of the animal, which was the woman, yeah. she separated. She yeah. she said this is a sacrifice, so therefore that works. It's yeah. become holy. So the question is, did she have a right to say this animal is going to be sacrificed if it was her husband's yeah. animal in the first place? <laughs> so the answer is yes. 
Yes, she does. Because he would, with understanding that husband and wife have separate accounts, uh, as, as many of us do, that this animal's mine, that animal's yours. Uh, you know, it, it's a good idea to keep your, your, your flocks separate, by the way. Um, but anyway, so, so they're keeping their, 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 their separate accounts. But it's understood that a husband would give the right to a woman, her, her, his wife, to separate one of his animals as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. That is fair enough. Mm-hmm. So therefore... With the ability to nullify if he chooses to. But, therefore, but he can nullify her oath... And then, if she if he does that, so then that animal was sac- was set aside to be a sacrifice. If it's not going to be a sacrifice, then it's not hers; it's his. Again, he owns these animals; she owns those animals. She could choose which one she wants to take for the sacrifice. She could take her own animals, of course, they're hers. She could even take his animals because a part of a marriage agreement is I can use your animals for my sacrifices. But that's only if it's going to be used for a sacrifice. But if he nullifies her oath, so then this animal is no longer a sacrifice, so therefore it's like it's not hers. Her right in it was only to use it for a sacrifice, not for any other purpose. So therefore, when her oath has been nullified, there is no sacrifice here, that animal is now free to go. It's not hers. It's only hers to give as a sacrifice, no other purpose. It would not be free to go if it was hers to start with. Correct. If it's hers to start with, she's made it holy. Yes. And that, and that remains, but right. he, but the husband's thing that he he, he can't take it back. He can take it back. He can yes, back. he can take it if back. It was his. Because he only gave it to her in order for her to give away to give to a, as a sacrifice. If it's not going to be a sacrifice, it's back to being mine. Oh, so so the Rogachover said. So there's the answer to your question. What? <laughs> I was talking. I was talking about a, a letter of exemption for the army, and you're talking about an arm, an animal going to be a sacrifice. When when somebody gives somebody else a right to their property, a gift, but if it's for a particular purpose, then that purpose has to be fulfilled. The husband says, "You can use my animals to donate to the to the temple as a sacrifice," but if that promise has been rescinded. So then this animal is not yours. That's, that's not what it's yours for. It's not yours to be yours. This is like going down that path too. It will, it will. So then it's obvious. Then the certificate does go to all the brothers because it wasn't used for what it was. So it's, it's very clear when the father gave the certificate to the youngest son. Why to him? Because he needs mm-hmm. the exemption from the army. That's why. Mm-hmm. Because he's the only one who hasn't got that exemption mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. If he's not going to use it for that purpose, mm-hmm. so then the father never gave it to you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a monetary gift. It was a specific gift to get mm-hmm. you out of the army. Which is the equivalent of giving the animal for sacrifice. Right. That the husband says, you can use my animal as a sacrifice, but if you don't have an obligation for sacrifice, then it's not your animal. And by selling it's it, mine. he nullified it. In a way. It, he nullified what? The, 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 the certificate, right? Like the, the, gift, the gift was nullified Correct. by selling it. So therefore, the Rogachava said, the brothers have a fair claim. Uh-huh. That the monetary value of this certificate, that, that could, should be shared by all. The, the use of the certificate was for the, for, for the youngest brother. If he's not using it, then the monetary value should go to everybody. So it's the same as the money oh. for the... So certificate. the question is, is that the same then? Could we say the same thing with our case of the furniture and the, the money for... For shipping the furniture. The father says, I want you to have the furniture. Here's $5,000 to ship it. The daughter decides, I don't want the furniture. But thank you very much for the $5,000. I've now got a new kitchen. Should we say the same thing? That hang on a minute. Just like the husband says, the animal's yours to bring as a sacrifice. 
but, but not, to, not just to be yours. The father says the certificate is yours to exempt yourself from the army, but not just for the monetary value to be yours. So should we say the same thing here? That the $5,000 was yours to ship the furniture. But if you don't want the furniture, the $5,000 should go to all the brothers. You could say yes. Or you could argue not. You could say that it is different. Why? I think she used, she spent that money while the father was still alive. So he could have, at that point, said, no, 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 you were supposed to use it on the, on the furniture. She so could replace it, though. She could replace the 5000 after he died with her own money and, and just used it. Yeah, that's true. But, so one argument is, okay, at that time, so that he, he could have taken it back and it would have been his money at that point, but he didn't. So therefore, it can't go back to the to the estate, because then it's not, it's not his any, it's not going back to him, it's going back to the others. Because the father still wanted her to have something. So if it goes back to the estate, and it gets split up between the brothers, the father's wishes, so to speak, aren't fulfilled. His wish was to give her the furniture. Modern, she didn't want the furniture? Modern times with the furniture on? Yeah, yeah. In theory, like, to do it properly, you actually wouldn't give that person the money. Like that's, this is what happened. Kind of the, 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 all, all of these cases, there's always a better way it could have happened. Yeah, but, happened. But we have to deal with what happened. But all I'm saying is, if he's still alive, if the father's alive and he gave her the money with whatever intention, in a way, it's just someone giving you money. While they're alive, you can't make it part of an estate. Because doesn't the estate only start once the person is dead or it's in the will? It does, but if, if there was money that went out while he was alive, but needs to be returned... So then that becomes a part of the estate. Yeah. It's like when you sue an it's estate. But I'm saying, how far back can you go? Couldn't you go, well, 10 years ago, he also gave money to someone else that didn't use if, if, if someone stole from somebody and it was, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter how long ago it's returned. But then, but then to the earlier point, when it was, the question was about the ownership. Who owned, who, who had that ownership over the, the flock of the, the cattle, right? So it's the same. The father had the ownership over the money while he was alive, but once he, once he passed, once he died, so then... No, he didn't have the ownership of the money when he was alive. He gave it to her, but he gave it to her conditionally. He oh, gave he her the money her, yeah, with so, a condition. Right, so the well, furniture is the animal so, and the sacrifice is the money. Right, so if, if there was something that, that made that the money should come back to him while he's alive, the money should come back, so this while he's alive it goes back to him, but while he's, when he's, he's not alive, so then how can the others have a claim over the money that never belonged to them? Because no. they're saying it's our father's money. Yeah. And, 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 our fa- and we've inherited our father's money. But, but, but I still think, Rabbi, the whole idea that the dad was giving the furniture anyway because the daughter needed furniture. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they needed something. Yeah. So if she needed a kitchen, he would have also probably offered her the kitchen oh. because he wanted to give her a gift anyway. So oh. he, he was doing something to help her. So it doesn't matter either he way. Wanted to have it's something that he's maybe. giving to help. Maybe, maybe. So, you know, in, in all fairness, like, the whole idea was that, so if he, she told him, oh, actually, I need a kitchen. Probably would have said, well, you know what? You're right. Take the kitchen. But what is fact, right? The fact is that he said to her, yeah. I'm giving you this money for shipping. Correct. But the fact is that I, it's a good thing. So, so, I'll, so I'll, tell, I'll tell you where you could differentiate. When it comes to the animals that the husband says, look, if you're bringing a, a sacrifice, I understand I'm providing you your needs, including to bring a sacrifice. Yes. So that's, that's fair enough. And if you're not bringing a sacrifice, so then I never let you take my animals. That's fine. When you say the document, the, the exemption document for the army, the father says, I want my son to be exempted from the army. I'm giving you this document for that purpose. To go and sell it is a totally different purpose to what a, a document for exemption is made for. But 
money is different to that. Anytime you give money, there is a certain understanding that money has multiple uses. You may have a particular use you want the person to, to, to use it for, but like you said, what if, if, if the, the shipping, they get a, sh- a cheaper shipping? So the money was given to, to, to make this easier for you. What was, the, what was the father doing? He's saying, I'm giving you an inheritance of this furniture. I'm also giving you the headache of having to bring the furniture from one country to another. I want to alleviate that headache, so here's the money to alleviate the headache. So if, if, the, if, the, if they found some other way of shipping, money has multiple purposes. Maybe the new kitchen That's alleviated its nature. the headache. So you're saying with money uh, you can't conditionalize what the use is for? Perhaps you could write a contract with somebody, you know. Okay, but if you but, have but, it. But if without that, to yeah. say this is money for this. Yeah. That's not it. But it's money. You know, yeah. And the bottom line is money. And yeah. money has multiple purposes. Right. And you're giving it as a gift for me, for my useful purpose. Right. So, animal, so therefore... Like you give the guy to knock on the street and set him, but he wanted food. So if you didn't think he was going to buy cigarettes, you should have taken him to the shop and bought him a burger. Mm. Right. Right. A gift voucher means I want you to buy this. Correct. If you, yeah, yeah, if you, exactly. if you I'll, I'll give you credit at, at UPS. Yeah. So then, then it has to be for shipping. Yeah. More but funny, once it's money, it's money. Right. Right. Another way of putting it is the gift that the father gave was furniture. And, sh- and money for the shipping of the furniture. That is the gift. What if she would have said, I want the couch, but I don't want the table? No. Can you say that? Can you say, I'll take the couch, but I'm not going to take the table? Could she say that? Of course. She could say, I'm, I'm going to take part of the gift and not, not the other part of the gift. So here she's saying, I'm taking the shipping money, but I'm, but I'm not taking the furniture. It's a part of the gift that, that, that the father was giving. So why can't she say that? She can yeah. say, I'm taking part of the gift, not, not the other. Yeah. That's totally different, really, to the certificate that the, the father gave for that younger son. That was for a very clear and specific purpose. To, to utilize it for something else is, is completely different. Yeah. To, to, and so too with the animal, the, the husband says you can use for a sacrifice. To, if, if it's not a sacrifice, you can't use it for a different purpose. Here, the money, we have to say she can take it. It's hers to keep, and she should use it with and she should enjoy her kitchen. Money is more flexible. Yeah. So to, to twist that example, if...